and rolling wild. Now I laugh about everything, so once I'm through something, I can talk about it. And you know I'll talk about anything with you. I love you. It's me, Romy Dames. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Rolling Wild. Today, I am beyond, beyond thrilled to be chatting with the truly incomparable Romy Dames. Now, Romy is a talented, larger-than-life actress in a fabulous petite package. She is best known for her roles as Tracy Van Horn on Hannah Montana, as the voice of Musa, the fairy of music, on Nickelodeon's Winx Club. She's also lent her talent to characters like Lena Luthor on DC's Superhero Girls, the web series, Wayahime on Bravo Man, Kasumi on We Bear Bears, and to diverse projects such as the video game Dishonored 2, the soap opera The Young and the Restless, and the much-loved science series Bill Nye the Science Guy as Hiromi. The only thing bigger than her fabulous voice is her even bigger heart. Romy has served as a star power ambassador for Starlight Children's Foundation, encouraging young people to commit their time, energy, and resources to helping ill children, and has also lent her voice and star power to the Dance Machine anti-bullying campaign. Hiromi-chan, thank you so much for joining us here on Rolling Wild. I know you are crazy busy, but you were kind enough to carve some time out of your schedule. I always have time for you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Now, a lot of people are really excited for you to be on the show. I have a lot of Winx fans that have been wanting to chat with some of the Winx girls. Nice. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. Now, just to kick this off, I would love it if you kind of just shared your journey with everyone. You know, how do you go from adorable little army brat in Japan (laughs) to everyone's favorite musical fairy and and Tracy Van Horn? (laughs) Well, um, when it all started on November 5th, 1979, a child (laughs) was born. (laughs) Um, So I, I knew I wanted to act really, really early. I was probably like eight and um I saw an ad for um auditions for the musical Annie and I'd listened to the musical mm. over and over and over and I loved it and so I told my parents that I want to go audition so they took me in um and I sang happy birthday as my audition song because I didn't have anything oh. prepared <laughs> <laughs> and they cast me as the role of Molly in this community theater production in on the army base And ever since then, I was like, that's all I want to do. And then, so I did a few more productions in Japan, and then I moved to Seattle when I was 12. And the first thing I did when I got there was I flipped open the yellow pages, I looked up the word theater, and I called every single theater in the book. And I was like, hey, I'm 12, I'm Hiromi. Um, I'm industrious. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, can I be in anything that you have going on? And some of them were like, no, this is a movie theater. And then some of them were like, yeah, (laughs) come on down. We have auditions. So I went to some open calls and I got cast pretty quickly in a couple things. I did the Seattle Playwrights Festival and a dinner theater show at Taproot Theater in Seattle. And halfway through the rehearsal process, they hand me a check. And I was like, what is this? And I had (laughs) no idea I was being paid. And that was when I knew this is what I wanted to do professionally, because up until then, it hadn't occurred to me that this was something I could do as a profession. It was just, you know, fun. 
I get paid um, for this? Right? I was like, I was going to do this anyway. You guys are suckers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, not too long after that, I became an on-camera reporter for a show called Watch This. And I did a whole bunch of like junkets where I'd interview the stars of movies or like travel around and mm-hmm. report on different kid-friendly things. And then I moved to New York because of the because of the musical Annie. Because in the musical, yeah, there's a song called NYC, and in the song, all it talks about is you know you go to New York to become an actress. So I went to New York to become an actress, and then I realized I really should have gone to Hollywood, and I should have done a little more research. <laughs> <laughs> um, because everything in New York is just musical theater and I can sing, but I am not competitive with the people who can sing, you know? So I spent most of my time out there waiting tables. I did one musical off Broadway. Oh my God. And it was a total bomb. It was called Tokyo Can Can 2. Tokyo Can Can 2. <laughs> yeah. And we got reviews like Tokyo Can Can should hit the can can or Tokyo oh, Can no. Can. Oh, yeah. Tokyo Can Can can't can't. And um, we would take bets every day. We did uh, a pool where we would put money in. And at the beginning, we'd see how many people were in the audience. And after intermission, we'd see how many people left. Oh. <laughs> it was really bad. We all knew it was really bad. It was a paycheck job for everyone. Um but I got really good reviews, actually, so I was really happy. Excellent. Yeah, they called me one to watch for. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and then uh, I realized, you know, after four years of playing in New York that I need to move out to L.A. So I moved out to L.A., um, got an agent, and it turns out that the agency, Dramatic Artist Agency, is the same agency that I was with in Seattle when I was 12. Huh. They had opened a branch in L.A., picked me up. And then three years later, they sent me an audition for Hannah Montana. Had no idea what that was because it was not on the air yet. Auditioned for it. And here I am. Or should I say here I am? (laughs) Which brings up an excellent question. So where did that Tracy Van Horn infamous voice come from? The voice that that (laughs) made you viral. So when... I auditioned for the show. I was also doing sketch comedy at the time. And so I was playing a lot of different characters. And one of the things I really enjoyed doing was voices. And I was playing this Jennifer Tilly character. And so Jennifer Tilly always has this thing going on where she sounds like this. And I thought, how fun. (laughs) I want to do something like that. So this role called for a super snobby 16-year-old character, a socialite. And so I decided that she was going to talk like this. Um, And it's funny because everyone online, there's a lot of different responses. They say, oh, you sound like Jennifer Tilly. But my Jennifer Tilly is so different from my Tracy. Because Jennifer's all up here and she's really ditzy. And Tracy is more manipulative sounding and down here and a little snottier. Um, And so uh, I auditioned with that voice. It didn't. The the specs didn't call for it, um, and they thought it was goofy and hilarious, so they gave me the role, and it was just like a couple of scenes, but the writers really liked the voice, so they just kept writing, and by the time the week was over where I was shooting, they had beefed up my character, like, a lot, 
And at the end, yeah. yeah, And at the end they were like, Oh, we're definitely having you back. And I was like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Knowing, you know, they probably (laughs) won't have me back, but it was nice that they said it, but then they did, they kept bringing me back and bringing me back. And it was actor's dream come true. It seriously was thrilling. I loved it. I mean, that's definitely a good argument for, you know, I think a lot of actors or as actors, we fall into trying to please everyone and really breaking down those those prompts and those sides so much because you want to give them what they want yeah. or what you think they want. Totally. And this is definitely an argument for how does it speak to you? What can you bring to that character that no one else can or no one else thought to bring? For sure. Yeah. And the other thing is everyone nowadays, especially, they want you to play yourself. They want you to do a version of your right. own voice. And... The, the not-so-natural, natural read. Right. They totally want... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... I just want you to be real. Yeah. I want to cast the person who really is exactly all these specs and sounds like it and looks like it, which is frustrating, I think. Um, As an actor, yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to kind of stretch and, and push yourself and, yeah. and change. It's fun. I mean, it's fun to play natural things, too, especially for drama. Like, I could never do a dramatic role like this. Right. <laughs> but um, Definitely plays better on Disney. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> After Disney, everyone was like, okay, can you do that again, but bring it way down? <laughs> it was like NCIS. Yeah, right? I'm like, what? You don't want me to talk like this? <laughs> I have a nasal condition. <laughs> I killed him. I have a nasal condition. What did you do? Did you just, did you just talk like me? <laughs> I did. I totally missed did you it. Think there was an echo? Yeah, yeah I kind of <laughs> did. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, did I just say that? I'm going to have to listen back. That's so funny. I totally missed it. <laughs> talk to me, Ale. Talk to me, talk to me like this. Probably for the best. Oh my God, I love it. It totally sounds, you sound just like me. That's weird. You're weird. It's mauve. Mauve. Oh, so you, you know, this condition is no longer called a nasal condition. Now they call it a vocal fry. And it is. Yeah. And I just want to say I did the vocal fry before it was cool. <laughs> the originator. <laughs> the vocal fry. So we really should blame you for the Kardashians. Right. The Kardashians watched me and they were like, oh, I've got to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to talk to you about Winx because obviously a lot of people have been requesting that. <laughs> And I know that you, I mean, you're super musical as far as I I see you. I know you said you left New York because you didn't think you were competitive. But, I mean, you did play the fairy of music. That's true. I did. But did you notice they never let me sing? They never let me sing. <laughs> I can actually sing good enough to be on, like, a Nickelodeon cartoon. I just can't. I I'm not an operatic diva to be on a New York stage. But <laughs> I can sing in character. I think that all came into it. Because for all of us, it was just kind of packaged and ready to go, the musical side of it. Um, To be fair, Uh it was probably in Flora's best interest that they never let her sing. (laughs) I've never heard you sing, so I have nothing to base this on. I think that's why you've never heard me sing. (laughs) 
but no, but did did that at all play like your musical background or just that theatricality that you have? Did that at all play into Musa or or how do you go about crafting a character? You get those sides, you see what they're looking for. Yeah. And and how do you, you go about breaking that down and deciding who that is for you? Well, the funny thing is I never auditioned for Musa. I auditioned for every single other character. I auditioned for <laughs> Bloom, for Stella, for Flora for techno I seriously every single one I even auditioned for some girl named like Mitzi or something who was in the first episode yes yes she was the mean girl I never got the sides for Musa I just got cast as Musa I didn't even do a callback as her well then this might be one of those um they wanted the person who was actually that person so they heard it and they were like yeah no that's Musa and probably once we saw all of us I kind of think they cast us based on her look too weirdly a little bit yeah they say they didn't if they didn't it worked out nicely yeah it sure did they i mean they had to cast molly based on her hair color right (laughs) i mean she sounds perfect obviously but she also looks like she could be the live action yeah for sure she is the closest thing you will have to a live action living breathing blue oh absolutely just stick some wings on that girl right (laughs) i mean she already has the outfit though (laughs) (laughs) But I do wonder how that worked out because, again, you know, voiceover is a very faceless endeavor. Mm -hmm. And it's not like you're submitting a headshot necessarily. Definitely for someone like Molly who was on Castle and and you knew the name and there was facial recognition, I can see how that worked out. But it is interesting how everyone does resemble their character to to a fair degree um, based and honestly just based off of that audition that just voice audition right that recording that was sent in yeah yeah, they did a really good job i they really tell me that they did not know that we were all going to kind of look like our characters a bit but yeah they had to know that we were the right ethnicities right because that matters so much in casting these all, days. yeah all of the ethnicities did match up yeah and funny i think they had to research that only because that's such a thing nowadays where people get really mad, even though like technically Muse is from another planet. She's not Asian, <laughs> but, um, she, but she is based off of an Asian archetype. Right. She's from Melody. <laughs> As is Romy. So really they were spot on. Right. <laughs> I'm doing alien. Yeah. Her father was stationed on an army base in Melody. In Melody. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm totally doing little alien tentacles at you right now. But you, you can't see it. <laughs> and I am actually from Linfea, so I don't know how they found that out. <laughs> and that wasn't publicized anywhere, so... <laughs> I no, I it. know. I keep that very close. Yeah, yeah. No, people treat you differently when they think you're an alien. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you remember those Winx auditions at all? Oh, yeah. Because I know you said you basically ran, like, you auditioned for everyone. Yeah, um, I did mine from home, so mm-hmm. the callbacks, too. Um, so they sent me all the sides. I did all of them. I thought, wow, there's a lot of misspellings on here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, what are these things? Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Uh, I don't know. And then, um, they sent me the exact same thing for the callbacks and I called my agent and I was like, do they want something different? Because I did it at home. They didn't bring me in. Right. So I was like, what do I do? Can I just resubmit the same one? They're like, no, just do it again. Just 
showed him he can do it again. And I was like, okay. Whatever feels right. We're going for consistency here. So I did it again. And I was like, yeah, there's no way they're calling me back. Maybe the casting director switched or something. And then I got cast in the role. And I was like, oh, I was not expecting this at all. And then I saw what it was. You got emailed with a name that you never Right, right. Totally. I was like, really? Not one of the seven characters that I already auditioned for? Um, But... So did you never go in? Um, no, to Nickelodeon for, for a callback or reading to picture or anything. No, that is so interesting because as much as I feel like we never really spoke about how we got you, cast. We, you said you went in, right? I did go in. I had I only ever auditioned for Flora. Oh, uh, really? I got the Flora side. Yeah, only Flora. Huh. Yeah, and I auditioned for Flora. I recorded that first audition in my agent's office. Oh, actually. okay, yeah. This is pre me having any kind of home setup, any mic. Got it. Anything. So if you had had the home mic, you would have done it at home, yeah. but you went into your agency. Okay. Yeah. But I went in and then I got a callback and they brought me into, we were at this studio when we first started out, the studio across the street from the train tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's interesting to have a recording studio by the Burbank airport and across right. the street from the train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like records early on where it was like, okay, hold for airplane, hold for train, hold for train. <laughs> I know, that's so- but I went and I, um, they had an episode, like an ADR episode, and they wanted me to do an episode two picture. Right. I remember that. I think to confirm that I could do the ADR format and also just to see how the voice fit Flora. And I think it was me and another girl. Who who went in to do that? Oh, that was a callback. And then they were going to. That, that was. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. I just went in once. I just went in once they started paying me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't show up for right. free. <laughs> I don't get out of bed for free. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what though? Too, it might have been because you were underage, so they needed to see. Probably. I mean, I didn't have any ADR experience, right. so I think they needed to make sure that I could match to picture. And it's hard. Yeah, but the thing is, like, there is there is a beauty to to having like a certain amount of ignorance to a process <laughs> because you come in fairly open, and you just assume like they're bringing me in to do it, so I have to do it. I just have like obviously this is something that people can do, so I should be able to just do it. That is awesome that you came in with that confidence because. I I don't know if it was confidence as much as it was like the pressure of like, you have to do it. Clearly people can do this. So do it. <laughs> Every single day I was like, oh my God, they're talking about me and they hate me behind that, that screen. Cause I couldn't, <laughs> the, glass. Behind the glass, exactly. I couldn't see them cause it was all dark. And right. I was just like, oh my God, they're going to fire me. They're going to fire me. And they're totally going to fire me. Well, they have you facing the wall, not the glass. So you can't see what's right. going on. And there's a bunch of big monitors and you're by yourself because we started out largely recording individually and on our own. Right. Oh, it was so much better and later. So it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was drenched in sweat coming out of every recording oh, at the beginning. Yeah, me too. And then I just had like crazy. Nervous yeah. Stuff. I was so terrified afterwards. I was like this. It, I don't, I don't think it went well. <laughs> even, even though they said it I did. love that we both thought like they clearly yeah. hate us why are we here I think every actor feels that way in that situation until you get to know the people like it's just scary Definitely. especially because you can't hear them you can't see them right and they have to they have to um convene after every take and decide what's going to happen and we're imagining the worst right they're clearly they're just talking about how much they hate yeah yeah exactly 
which is not the case, right? Yeah. They're, they're actually working. They're doing yeah, their jobs. They're moving it along. Exactly. They tell you when they want different things. Hang on one sec. Dash is screaming. Uh, Jared's such a good dad. He's just like, oh, everything's fine. While Dash is <laughs> screaming, he's holding him with one hand trying to balance. It's like that meme of the dog in the burning house. And he's like, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Um, in Spanish, we have a thing, and my mom always used to say it, but it's called mamitis or mamitis. And it's um, your baby uh, doesn't like it when mom's away, Aww. so they're just constantly wailing whenever mom leaves. Oh, that's cute. What's it called? How do you say it? Mamitis. Mamipi? Yes, mamitis. Oh, that's cute. I like it. So Dash has mamitis. Yes, he does. See? Honestly, exactly. he yells when I'm in the room, too. He's just... <laughs> he's either screaming because he's miserable because his stomach hurts all the time, or he's screaming because he's happy, and that's just the only sound he knows how to make. Right? He's like, I have emotions. This is the only way to express right? them. <laughs> totally. You might have a little a little actor oh on your hands. Oh, my God. I know. I just... I will be heard. I must express. <laughs> all we keep saying is, um, you, you got to be an accountant or a doctor or something, because your parents are artists, and we're going to need you to support us. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your parents will right. starve. <laughs> what happens if Dash comes home one day and says, Mom, I want to be an artist. I want to be a performer. Oh, I mean, I'm going to help him do it because I can't help myself. But of up until that moment, I'm going to nudge him in every other direction possible. <laughs> yeah, some sort of steady job. Some sort of be a scientist. There you go. You can hook up. You can hook him up with Bill Nye. Yeah. <laughs> Having Dash now, does that affect, or has that affected, the kind of roles you want to play, or projects that you think might be fun to do in the future because of Dash? Not really yet. I'm sure once he starts watching television. Oh, actually, he just started watching television. Okay, so, but it hasn't really affected anything <laughs> I want to do because you know I'm showing him the things that I already love. So. You're not supposed to show kids TV until they're two now because of, I don't know, whatever scientific thing. But uh, Dash watches the Muppets. Okay. And he loves the Muppets. He's only three months old and he can sit through an entire half hour episode and just watch the Muppets. <laughs> um, so I can't take that away from him because he obviously loves it. Right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I've always wanted to be a Muppet. This is nothing new. Yes, but, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> Our very own Muppet Princess. I want to be a Muppet Princess. I want to be one so bad. Um, you basically are one. <laughs> thank you. I'm half Muppet, and that makes Dash a quarter Muppet. Half Muppet, half Japanese. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> I hope you've been enjoying getting to know the fabulous, wonderful, amazing, talented Romy Dames. In part two, we talk about comedy. Romy's never been afraid to push the envelope for good comedy. We also talk a little bit about accents, bringing some of Romy's Japanese culture and heritage into her work, and dealing with anxiety as a performer. It's a beautifully honest conversation and one that you definitely don't want to miss. So head on over for part two. We'll call this one episode 110. Some acting tea with Romy Dames, part one. Romy is a fairy Muppet princess. 